Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade to black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there. Uh, so uh, here we are again. Uh, should be happier times coming off a uh, victory, but we seem to be stuck in the same place watching the same teams from years past. Are you speaking about the Trubisky vortex? Yeah, and we are deeply involved in it. Um, before we talk about the actual game, some disturbing, odd, weird news, disturbing for Bears fans, uh, came out right before kickoff. And I posted it on our social media, and it's Tariq Cohen gets a new three-year deal and he gets signed to an extension. Meanwhile, Ryan Pace is still fighting with Allen Robinson about money. I, I am so puzzled and disturbed by this. By the way, he signed a $17 million deal. Which could be worth like upwards of 18 uh, exactly. with bonuses. And on, on Sunday, he played 32% of the offensive snaps. And got six carries. Which is a, uh, again, like, I don't understand why he's on the team, right? And I'm being dead serious because it's nothing against him and his ability. It's everything to do with what you just said and the way that we're utilizing him. And it's not good. The way that we continue to use him is not good. It was good with Jordan Howard, but what we're doing with Patterson in the backfield and uh, Montgomery, I mean, it... So what is the ROI on this? Return on your investment. Think about that. I mean, I have nothing against Tariq Cohen. I think he is lightning in a bottle, and I think he looks very good. But when you spend that much money for that little use, what is going on here? Yeah. I mean, it's clearly we, we have a problem. I mean, we absolutely have a problem with upper management. Okay, so that happens before the game. Uh, let's get to the game. Let's. Uh, I said that uh, I need to see something out of Robert Quinn immediately. Robert Quinn delivered. Let's start with the defense. Robert Quinn delivered immediately right off the bat. I mean, comes by, boom, strip sack, done. He was definitely on limited amount of game time. They had him limited for snaps, but boom, right off the rip. I think our defensive line and our defense in general, again, continues to impress. Yes, and it continues to save us each and every game. It is the 
shining star in what is a very dull picture. Yeah, I mean, I thought... Look, I could be a little biased on this. I thought when Eddie Jackson got that interception and then they threw a flag on pass interference because they said he went through the receiver to get the ball. I guess if, if you're going to be ticky-tacky, I mean... To, uh, it was a it was a iffy call. Let's. To, I mean, it. to me, he made a play on the ball. He got the ball. Yeah, that's how I saw it. Uh, other than that, Jalen Johnson continues to impress uh, that for a rookie. Is, that kid is something else. He's everywhere on the field. Um, Kyle Fuller. Oh, I don't know what they were doing. They kept throwing at him. You know, I think Kyle has written enough of his resume that if you're the defensive coordinator of the Giants, you may want to say, hey, let me try the Rook or let me try some of these other people on the field. Exactly. But he kept throwing at Fuller like, what do you think, Fuller's going to forget how to play the position? What was amazing, though, in that whole thing is it all comes down to our defensive line. Our defensive line was pushing them so much inside and just dominating. That ball was coming out quicker, which made which made it more likely for the DBs to be able to jump routes. Oh, yeah. So the DBs were seeing the slants and the comebacks and the buttons, they the posts, they, everything. They couldn't even get a fly route or a post off. So it was all short, 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 short. And Fuller just kept boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Oh, Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, they were all jumping the routes. I, really weird, though, that they didn't tag Jalen Johnson more. Very odd. Yeah, I thought our so, Gibson, too. Our Gibson at free safety, they kind of dialed it back a bit. Like, it, it didn't make any sense to me. And I thank you very much for that. Uh, we did get a gift early at the expense of Saquon Barkley. Oh, you that hate, was terrible. Yeah. Life. You hate to see it. He suffers his ACL. We called it. Now... I just want to talk about this play. I thought it happened before it actually happened. I think his ACL was either partially torn or torn because that play where it looked like he hit his elbow, to me it looked like he hyperextended his leg on one of the tackles before that play. Now, I don't know exactly what play. I, I don't know where it was. I'd have to go back and look, but it was definitely right. It was a series before he it, was, it was the play before. No, it was the series because it was the series before. It wasn't the play because we stopped him on that series. And then they, they he sat on the bench because they took him out and then they came back for another series. And then that series because we switched because they were on, if you're watching your TV, they were on the right side of the screen on the one I'm talking about. And then they were on the left side of the screen. I must have gotten a beer at that point. Yeah, they, they switched. No, you were in the room. You, I, I don't know I, what I, I thought it was the very next play. I honestly did. No, nah, because they took him out. Remember, they took him out because he got up. He, he started slamming his fists on the ground and he got up and he shook his head and they put someone else in. So that's because remember, I told you, I said, what are they doing? Like, I like he's coming back in. They're like, oh, Saquon. Because, yeah, it was the next series because Saquon goes. They said, oh, here comes Saquon Barkley back in. Boom. Right. It, you're right. What you're thinking of is it was the very next play he, he was in. That's right. That the That's injury right. happened. That's right. And it felt like it happened, though, before. And I felt like, well, why aren't they looking at the knee? Because when he got rolled up on, he didn't. well, he didn't get rolled up on. It's like when the defender grabs the waist and turns them 
and like they both do a roll, his knee came down in such a way where you could see it kind of hyperextend. But, but when he got off the field, he was holding his elbow, remember? No, he see, okay, this is what I caught, and I watched it again. He held his knee first, then he grabbed his elbow. He came up oh, limping okay. on his knee. I just saw the elbow. I didn't see the knee. No, good, because... Good re- catch on your part. No, remember me and Danielle, my sister came over. We were watching the game, and she goes, I think it was the elbow. I said, look, he's grabbing his knee, though, too. Yeah, that's, so, that's a good I'm, catch on your part. Yeah, because remember, when he went out, I kept saying, aren't they going to look at that knee or anything? Because they did keep looking at the elbow, but he kept doing that thing. When you try to walk something off, he kept bending the the knee, and it was like no one was paying attention to the knee. And I was like, "What are what's going on here?" So unfortunately, he comes in, and if you watch the play where he tore his ACL, there's no contact really. There's no, I don't see him overextend, but hyperextend. You knew you knew as soon as he started hitting his fists on the ground, it was all over. Yeah, but he, if you watch it again, he knew as soon as the defender came up on him. He didn't even do anything, though. I know. He was just running, which makes me believe that before, it happened further on that play. Yeah. So, again, we catch a big break. Their best offensive player. We still hold them to only 13 points in the game, but for some reason, letting a team only score one touchdown... Because that's all we'd let them score, right? Right. And we're struggling. The struggles continue and continue and continue. And they will continue and continue. Well, but you see what I'm saying? Like, what? where do we go from here? What do we do? Because it's this, like, do we hope for an injury with Trubisky? I know that sounds horrible, but, like, it really feels like we're not going to... We had Curtis DM me and said his belief is you will not see Nick Foles till the end of the bye, after the bye. I I agree with him. And I I think the only time you'll see him earlier is if Trubisky gets injured. I mean, seriously injured. Then you'll see him. Which sucks. We're not wishing that upon no. anyone. But it's, yeah, be, it's uh, sad that that's where this has come. I, I want to be clear. Yeah, there is no way we want to see Trubisky get hurt or injured. It's just, you guys, this is false hope right now. If you're a Bears fan and you're looking at 2-0, and it is false hope if you're putting anything into Trubisky. It is absolutely empty. But let's focus here on why, like, we we are going to get into him. I don't want to get into him quite yet. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is, Dad, we were in that game. We only allowed one touchdown and two field goals. You give that to any other coach and you say, hey, this is what your defense is going to allow today. They are drooling. They are drooling. We get a fumble recovery. We get an interception. What I... It's frustrating. It should not have been that close. We played a garbage team. The Giants are in beyond rebuilding mode. I think they made a worse mistake with Daniel Jones than we made with Trubisky. So to see us struggle that much offensively... And be that good defensively? Here we go again. Yeah. Groundhog Day all over again. The alarm clock goes off on Sunday. You know, Ty, 
where where do we as Bears fans get hope? Because let's face it, we want to see the Bears in the playoffs this year. There's not a fan out there that won't look you right in the eye and say, I, I want to see the Bears in the playoffs. Tell me the circumstance. That's what I would say to you right now. What's the circumstance? Because quite frankly, if it's Trubisky under the helm, I do not want to see us. I've told you from the beginning, it's hard to watch because I want to see him fail. Because I can't take mediocrity anymore. I went on a rant earlier this year about how we're so mediocre and we're so much better. Watching that was deja vu of the of the the Giants of the Lions so, game. So I I want to bring up the pinnacle of mediocrity, and the pinnacle of mediocrity is looking at our receivers' yards after catch. It is pathetic our yards after catch. But who's that on? Yeah. Well, we know. Well, but I'm asking. It's you. the vortex. It's the Trubisky vortex. They're caught. Yeah, no, and that's exactly what it is. And it's okay. Anthony Miller did drop a beautifully thrown ball. I, I will give Trubisky credit. All that and he dropped a touchdown pass. Yes, he did. Went right through Anthony Miller's hands. But we can't have it to the point of how how am I trying to say this? It's like almost. I, I'm just going to do soccer because that's that's the best way I can describe this. When you have a striker and a forward and he's not getting goals because he's only get one opportunity or one chance a game by the, the team giving him the assist, that's how this is. Those throws are too far and few between. He makes maybe one good one, maybe, every other game. And it so happened like... He made one to Anthony Miller last time. They obviously have some chemistry in Detroit. He In the Detroit game, he threw a butte. He throws one right through the hands. I get it. That's on you, Anthony Miller. But when those opportunities don't come, it's hard for us to sit here and be like, oh, well, it's on the receivers. Well, the opportunities not only have to come, but they have to come at the exact right moment. And I would like to go back to your comment about Yak, yards after catch. The reason there is no yak yards is because he's not hitting anyone in stride. He's throwing over their head. He's throwing low on the ground. And it's just embarrassing to watch. It's hard. Yeah, it it is. I mean, I guess the best thing you can say about that is our guys go to the ground so quickly, maybe there's less chance of injury, but... What does it matter, though? Gosh, I mean, mean, you know, it's pretty pathetic. Trubisky's stat line was horrendous, and I'll read it off to you right now. He was 8 for 28, only had 190 yards. He had two TDs and two interceptions. His QBR was 52.2. Well, he he brought that up a bit from the 40s, did he not? Wasn't he in the 40s in the uh, Detroit game? No. Detroit, he killed it. Really? Well, yeah, Detroit, he had way better QBR. I mean, he didn't throw any interceptions. He had three TDs. His QBR was, yeah, I mean, his QBR wasn't even close to what it is. I mean, he played way better than he did in that game. Yeah, his his QBR in that game was 55.1. Still Uh, not great, but it's still not in the 40s. Yeah, no, it's acceptable. That's just what we have is sometimes he's acceptable. Most times he's atrocious. Right. Um, 
I don't know where to go. I, I, what do we do if we lose Allen Robinson? Because it could happen. Um, we start from the ground up rebuilding. Anthony Miller is a great receiver, but I don't think he's a number one. To be honest with you, he doesn't have the size. Yeah, but how for would you one. know? I don't. I, well, I disagree with size. You know where I stand with size. I disagree on size. Look at Steve Smith. You can be a number one, and you don't have to have size. I truly believe that, and I truly think there's no way we know what we have in Anthony Miller because, again, we don't have a quarterback who can consistently get no, him the ball. No, that's fair. I, I take both as is a fair comment. Because the, si- the size comment, I just, I just, it just seems like the number ones in the NFL tend to be. But what do you see? Bigger guys. Question. I got a question. Yeah, Anthony. Alan, Anthony, Allen Robinson, is he a number one if he only played for the Bears? I think you would you would ask yourself, I think you would debate yourself on that. I might. I might. You know, here's the deal. You, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Blake, I see what you're Blake saying. Blake Bortles gave him a chance. He went. Allen Robinson, dad, has three years with the Bears. He hasn't even hit 2,000 yards in three seasons. That's, oh, well, that's, 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 yeah. that's, I mean... <laughs> On average, a number one should be over 3,000 in three seasons. He can't even hit 2,000 in three seasons. Yeah. And the sad part is that he he did so well with Blake Bortles, and we all know how good Blake Bortles was. And that's the point I was trying to make to you, is it's hard to judge the Bears offensively. We don't know what we have because we that the piece that we do have is horrible. So let me ask this then. Let's say we wish this on no one. But let's say Trubisky does get hurt. They roll Foles out. Do we know with Foles what we have in terms of a quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? So what do yes. you what do you think? What changes with Foles? If you have a guy who will take shots down the field, who will hit people in stride, who can read an RPO like nobody's business. We need to run the whole system off RPOs. That's what the Eagles did. He will take chances. So we sit here two and zero right now. Let's say, God forbid, Trubisky gets hurt first quarter, Atlanta Falcon game. We win. Easy. Done. And Dusted. And, and do we get into the playoffs if Foles Absolutely. Comes in? 100%. 100%. I don't see any reason why not. I don't. With him, you know what you have. You have someone that can get it done in the playoffs. Now, remember, we traded for a guy who beat us, guys. He beat us in the playoffs. He beat Trubisky when Trubisky, quote, unquote, had one of his best games when he can't finish between let, the 20s. Let me ask this. Does it scare you at all that Foles has not played a full season either? What does that matter? Trubisky hasn't either. And Trubisky's That's, younger. Foles has won a Super Bowl. If you're going to give me injury and in, if you're going to give me two injury prone quarterbacks, okay, one who sucks, one who's not that bad, I'm taking the one who's not that bad. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to see his ass anymore. I don't want to see him trot on the field and look like a fucking deer in the headlights. I'm tired of it. I feel like there's no passion with him. We watch him every time. And did we not call him how many times? Check down Charlie. Oh, yeah. And, and what's more infuriating is you sat there. You, you cracked your beer. You turned your head to me and go, bet you $100 it's a run on the first play. And I said, no way in hell I would take $100. I would lose. Yeah. that's It's just very, very predictable offense. And by the way, that's not all on Trubisky. That's on Nagy. I, I am very disappointed in 
the lack of creativity but what in the offensive um scheming i mean you can you can tell what we're going to do and and let me tell you something what really doesn't work for these bears is that parallel pass to the wide out that screen it's a screen it's a bubble screen it's a bu- that bubble screen just give up on it gang all that does is waste a down no but the problem the biggest problem though is um where is this who's making the decisions that's what we need to get to on this podcast who is making the decisions do you believe it's naggy no i believe it's the general manager you're believing that the general manager is putting that much pressure to play trubisky I think so, because I think, I'll tell you why. I think Ryan Pace is all, he put all his his chips, like any poker player, when he drafted Trubisky, he put all his chips in the middle and basically said, I'm riding out with you. And I think that's where it's at. I'm going to, I'm just going to disagree with you. I think there's no way. And listen, this is why. And you may be right. And if you are right, he's the biggest idiot we've ever dealt with. The reason I disagree is if he has all his eggs in one basket, why trade? Why get foals? Why not pick up the fifth-year contract? Why? I I think because it was so obvious that he had missed. Yeah, but he he, he wants... It's not like he cut Trubisky. He still gave him another opportunity to win the job, which, by the way, he surprisingly did win the job. Yeah, but here's where I disagree again. It puts us in a worse predicament if we would have picked up the fifth-year option. And this is how. You pick up the fifth-year option on him, and then you cut his ass. If you do not, and he has a hell of a year, now you're stuck in between a rock and a hard place. And that being, he's going to want a shit ton of money, and you're gonna have to be either take the gamble on him or not. This is this all does not make sense from a general manager's point and a general manager's perspective. Listen, none of this makes sense. If it made sense, then if you're the general manager, you give Robinson a contract like a half a year ago. You don't wait for the best wide receivers in the league to all get paid, and all of a sudden now you're paying out the butt. I agree completely with that. I don't understand the Trubisky thing, and I have a theory. I think it's Nagy, and I think it's on Nagy completely. He does this stupid thing where he'll sit at our press conference and goes, he gets to prove a lot of people right because he doesn't want to do a lot of people wrong. He has too much positivity that it is overflowing and seeking past his actual judgment of this being a business, and I think it has nothing to do. I think I personally... I think uh, I think Pace is sitting up there going, Jesus, you got to put fools in. You got to save my job. You got to save my job. Look, I made the trade. I'm willing to say I was wrong. You got to save my job. Please, please save my job. But the defense is so good that we keep playing shitty teams, and that's how we keep, you know, have this momentum building, and, and which it, is false momentum. It is. It is absolutely false momentum. And the scary part is we're going into an Atlantic defense, and I know we're going to get into the game, and I'm not going to say much about it right now, but that defense doesn't scare me. No, but that offense is going to be able to do more than the Giants. Oh, my goodness, yes. The the, the biggest problem, so 
do you think I'm right with Nagy? Because he does this whole thing where he's obsessed, obsessed with second chances. He talks about it all the time. Got to get a second chance. Everyone deserves a second chance. We're past well, our second chance. I was going to say, second chance, give me a break. But if you're third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, sixth chance. But here's the problem. When he gets in front of a press conference, he doesn't address that there's still a quarterback battle. Well, let me, let me ask That's you, alarming to I, me. It is alarming. But let me ask you this about Nagy. Compare his play calling to year one. Compare that to last year and compare that to what you've seen this year. But why is he doing that? Because he is hiding the quarterback. Has nothing to do with his creativity. Everything to do with what he knows he has. So he, so in your opinion, he would be a much more creative guy, but he knows Trubisky's limited, so he's playing to what he knows. Correct. Yeah, I mean, what else can he do? You know, it's just, yeah, it's just Because, I mean, how else depressing. do you, but how else do you explain it, Dan? I can't. That's well, just well, it. Exactly. Because, see, I'm explaining it because I think, like like you said, you take year one, you see what year one has to offer. He's very creative. As year one goes along, he goes, oh, shit, this kid can't play ball. I have to hide him. I have to hide him. And then maybe while I'm hiding him, while he's out of plain view, I can make him better. I can develop him. I can give him second chances. He knows. This is just my opinion and me Totally, totally just coming up with a, you know, a hypothesis on what's going on. A theory. A theory. That's what I mean. A theory. Yeah. Because I think he looks at Nick Foles and says, Nick's already got his. Nick's got everything. This young man doesn't. This young man is struggling. Then I'm sorry. Then he's suffering from some type of delusional disorder. Why does he do that, though, Dan? Every time he has a press conference or something, he goes, he's got a lot of people to prove right. Second chances. He's always this upbeat, never. When has he ever, ever disciplined anyone? When has he ever done anything to go against anyone? He doesn't. He doesn't. I think it's him. Why would Pace I make? I I certainly hope not, because if it is, we're in so much trouble. We are up into our eyeballs in trouble. Well, they're gonna clear house. They have to. If this year doesn't work out, they're clearing house. And at what point do you put in folds where we're out of the playoffs? Where it's too late. It's done. It's dusted. It's over. Finito. Gone. Yeah. Well. I, I say that if you don't put Foles in by the fifth game, it's all over. Well, I. Who knows? I I don't know. I mean, let's go through the fucking schedule because I I'm so. We have Atlanta next. We have Colts. Who knows what the Jesus? The Colts are. I, I listen. We live in Indiana. I don't know who the, I have not known who the Colts are for years. They got a washed up quarterback. Um, oh, Rivers looks so bad. Hilton seems like he has butter on his fingers constantly now. So then we go Colts. Then we go Bucks. Then we go Panthers. Man, then we go Rams. Then we go Saints. 
it's not looking good, man. I mean, and we all, we play hard teams from out. This is it. Like he he had his layup. He's gonna have his layup too. I with I don't think Atlanta's a hard team. I think they're gonna score a ton is. of points. They're not a hard team, but neither were the Giants, Dad. Two touchdowns. Neither yeah. were the Giants, man. That's what I'm saying. Neither were Detroit. Neither's the Giants. Neither's Atlanta. But guess what? He's gonna struggle. That's what he does. He can't seem to do anything right. He seems to have massive panic. Let's talk about his decision making and how piss poor his decision making is. He literally, literally panicked in the back of the pocket, tucked the ball down, started running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Then he went to the line of scrimmage. He's like, this is what's happening in his brain. That's why I'm talking so fast. This is how I'm going to reenact how I think his brain is going. He hikes the ball, and then immediately he goes, oh, there's a guy there. There's a guy there. Oh, too many guys. Too many guys. Tuck the ball. Tuck the ball. I can throw the ball. I can't throw the ball. Maybe I should just slide. Maybe, okay, I'll slide. I'll slide. Yeah, yeah. Slide, slide, slide. slide. And he slides. And he slides out. He slides behind the, the line of scrimmage. scrimmage. Yeah, what that. in the world? Just yeah, throw the ball it was, away. It was like, are you kidding me? You had plenty of time to just throw it away, and you literally spent all that time and then slid behind the line of scrimmage. And you also know when he's panicked because he drops back and he holds the football and he starts shaking it like it's a shake weight. Well, yeah, he not only he shakes does, it like a yeah, but he but he also holds it low, which is the exact opposite thing you should ever do, but he doesn't seem to have learned that at this point in time, and I doubt ever will. It's it's this is the most frustrating two and zero, and I'm sorry that this podcast seems negative, but we know what we have. Okay, when you when you know what people are putting into the stew, and you can smell the stew, and you're like, man, this stew smells like shit. And other people are like, just give it a chance. It's still cooking. And you know what's going, what like it's already in there. And you know what you're about to taste. And you know what you're you're gonna get sick down the line. So you, you know sick. if you eat that, you're gonna get sick. Well, that's what Trubisky is. We know what he has, and we just it's a matter of time before he starts losing games. And and, and it, the defense can't save him. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, in some ways it has saved him in the first two games. You take our defense out of the first two games and we are zero. No, what I'm what I'm saying is there's gonna come a point where our defense cannot save him. Where he digs the hole so deep we cannot bail him no, out. I, I agree. If you're if you're looking at it from that perspective, and it actually may be in Atlanta that that happens. It's hard to say. Atlanta's so bad. They are. I mean, let them go up on us twenty eight to nothing. We'll still win. They can't hold a lead. Twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl, and then they blew what was it? A uh, twenty-one point lead or something to Dallas. Oh yeah. I mean, by the way, um, just for those who are uh, trivia fans out there, they blew the biggest lead since nineteen thirty-three. Four hundred and ten games have been played in which it was four hundred and ten to zero in terms of teams coming back, and Atlanta and Dallas. I mean, excuse me, and the Dallas Cowboys now have broken that record since 1933. Can you believe that? That is crazy. Uh, It's the NFL. It's a wild year. Again, I said this before the kickoff of the game. I said, now, if Trubisky 
Remember, last year he threw seven TDs against Tampa. He's been known to be that kind of quarterback. Like, he's been known to have that ability. So, it. I said to you, it's not going to surprise me if he goes out here and lights them up because they're a bad team, but we still have to know what we have, and what we have is not good. It is. It is. I loved your analogy of the stew because bad stew, the more it cooks, the worse it is. But everyone thinks it'll be all right, and then they taste it, and they're like, it's not that bad. And then they get sick the well, next it's, day. It's because you're so hungry if you're a Bears fan. You've been wanting stew for many decades. No, you've and, been wanting good stew for yeah, many decades. Exactly. And you're t- trying to talk yourself into that this stew could actually be the stew that takes us to where we need to be. Yeah, so I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Um, Actually, I do. I do. I know what we need to talk about, and I almost forgot... It's painful that Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield and all these young quarterbacks look so much better than he does. Oh, man. By leaps we, and bounds. We watched Joe Burrow, and I want to tell you, that young man's going to be something special in this league. What poise did he show? I mean, he is decisive. He knows how to read. He knows how to look off. It was his second NFL uh, game. I know. And he That's, looked all that. He looked I know. every bit of everything. Did he, he not said. look good, though? He looked amazing. Yeah. And so we have Trubitsky, who looks like a deer in the headlights and doesn't really know what stadium he's playing in and most of the time doesn't even seem to know where his receivers are at. But we need to figure something out. And I've told you, and you said you don't want to do this. We have to tank. Or we have to trade and acquire a great asset. For Trubitsky? Acquire a great asset? No, we have to trade. Like, I'm talking clean house. I'm talking buy Mac, buy Robinson, buy. You have to figure a solution. It is time. You either tank or you don't. And you trade. But the team, the team needs to go. Because the team, as good as the defense is, it's the defense is killing us. The defense is killing us, and it's not their fault. They're just playing their hearts out. But as long as that defense continues to win games, as long as we have a quarterback... uh, I'm in complete disagreement on the defensive side. If we clean house, it's got to be on the offensive side. No, 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 no. I disagree. You have to clean house. Where are your assets? Defense players. You have to trade to go get a well-established quarterback... Or you have to find a diamond in the dirt. You have to do something. Or you have to tank. If we keep repeating this cycle of great defenses with shitty quarterbacks, we're going to be in the same damn boat that we've been in. Haven't won in 35 years. Yeah, I just, I love our defense so much. I hate to. But you have to to make sacrifices for the greater good. Sometimes the hardest things to do are the right things to do. And if we have to trade away these players, Dad, then we have to. My we head, got, we my got head, Jabril Preppers, and he killed it. And guess what? We didn't win anything. My head agrees with you. My heart says no. Well, you, gotta, you can't listen to your heart. You got to listen to what's right for the team. And right now, what is right for this team is not whatever we're doing. 
we cannot continue down this path. We need to find a way. We need to by like if a, we if we do a rebuild, we we're gonna have to get rid of players, man. Mac does. Mac's gonna want to go. He's gonna want to win something. He ain't winning nothing with us. He's never gonna win anything with us until we figure out a solution. Until we figure out, hell, we got rid of, we traded for Nick Foles. We could have tried to offer up something for Gardner Minshew. Because it looked like Jacksonville's cleaning house all over the place, left and right, trading everyone away. We have to find a missing piece. Josh Rosen was out there. I don't know if he's any good, but why the hell not? He doesn't look that good sometimes. Maybe give him a shot because Trubisky is getting more shots than other people who were drafted just as high as he was. And it's not fair and it's not right. We have to figure out a solution to the problem that we have. I agree with you. I say no to Josh Rosen, though, and yes to figuring out another solution. But who else are we going to get? Because there's no one else out there that's young. Marcus Mariota is always hurt. We tried to go after him. We could have had Cam Newton for 1.1. We don't go after him, which, again, GM, problem. I, I just I there's so much problem in this organization starting from the top down. I think Ted Phillips needs to get his act together and figure something out. I want I, I think you fire pace and you start cleaning house immediately. And I think Nagy's gone by the end of this year. I think you're gonna see a coach go from winning a uh head coach of the year award, best coach in his first year to being fired. In his fourth. I think Nagy goes. I think the GM goes. Both. I think Ted Phillips should freaking go, too. Pull the damn trigger. Well, that's not going to happen. You never know. He's been there since 1998, man. Everyone has a due date. It's a business. You say it's not going to happen. He's not Jerry Jones. He ain't owning this team. That That is very true. We'll see. But I say he stays. Uh, so where where does that leave us, buddy? Leads us with the shit. We have shit all... We're just covered in shit, man. It sucks. Like, it's so hard to get up for these podcasts when we win because we know we're driving a car that we know any second's going to break down and we're on the freeway. And we know trouble's coming once this thing breaks. And we are just... It could break in Atlanta. Yep. Well, I'm expecting Are we in Atlanta? We are. We travel to Atlanta. Going to play in the Dome. The worst scenario was once again our defense keeps us in the game and we come out with a win and now we are three and zero. But do you have any solution? I know I heart, but I want to know what what do you think? Like where can we go? What can I, we do? I think the only solution is really out of our hands. I think the solution is Trubisky unfortunately gets hurt. Um, no, but I'm not saying that. I'm not okay. saying what what I'm saying. What would you do? I'm saying what. What would you do? Because I told you what I would do. I want to know, is your opinion on what we should do? What we what we should do is get a whole new coaching staff. No, I'm talking this year. This year. Because I'm saying you either have to tank this year, which is seeming to be too late, or you're going to need to make trades, or you're going to need to figure something out. You need to get on the horn and start calling around. I think that if I were really the GM and I was trying to desperately keep my job, I would be trying to make some deals with um, some up-and-coming quarterbacks. But that's what I'm saying. But you can't. Here's the thing, Dad. 
What I'm saying is, like, we don't – what up-and-coming quarterbacks? The, the draft's over, uh, so I'm, you're going to have to inquire on trades, right? Yeah, Correct? that's what I mean. That's, okay. That's that, what I'm well, talking about, well, That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, let, So you're saying you want to trade someone. Who? Who would you be looking at? I'd be looking at Gardner Minshew. Okay. Anyone else? I would be looking at um, – okay, people are going to hate this. I'd be looking at Aaron Rodgers. They uh, – He's not dra- happy. He's not happy. They drafted Bryce Love, was it? Jordan Love. Or Jordan Love. Uh, um, and he's very unhappy. And I think he... Well, we had the Packers game on. Let's talk about what happened there real quick. I didn't mean to cut you off, but this is key. Because I think this is where you kind of... The wheels started turning for you. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when we were watching that game, he hiked the ball. And he got it off. And you know how quarterbacks do. The play clock, it's like one, zero. And then they hike, but they let it go. LaFleur called a timeout, and Rodgers looked to the sideline and mouthed, are you fucking kidding me? And he was losing it. Yeah. So I think, right, that's where your wheels started? Uh, that's that's uh, it, My wheels have been spinning in that direction ever since they drafted a quarterback in the first round. I think the relationship between he and his head coach has gotten even worse. I think the fact that they didn't go out and get any additional wide receivers was like an F you to, to Aaron Rodgers. That's very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, though. That'd be an interesting trade. So we have a couple weeks so, to make trades. So, we exactly. Game. So I mean, this is this is where I'm going. It's elaborate. What? It's very elaborate what you're saying, but yeah. it's not it's not far from the truth. No. So so what? You can trade up to week nine, is it? Six. Week six. So get a load of this scenario. We go after our arch rivals quarterback and we pay big money for him. And maybe we let a couple key people go in order to do a here and now. We keep a Cleo Mack. We keep some of the, we don't get, get rid of huge names, but we get rid of enough to get Aaron Rodgers on the team. What do you think of that? Well, you'd have to give up. The, the only problem with that is you're trading to the enemy. I, mean, I, so. I get it. I get it. But, but how big of a window do we have with people like Mac and Quinn? We don't have a big window. That's why I said they're going to be trade bait. It's going to be trade bait. I don't know about Quinn, but definitely Mac. There, the you can't trade Mac though. If you're going to do that, you got to go AFC. You can't go NFC. Right. You can't keep that in house. Right. That's why. Go out. That's why. That's why I think they'd keep Mac. But that's you asked me where I would go. That's no, I understand. That's that. where I'd go, and I understand your 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 logic on that. But it also, in in all reality, it's it'll never happen because you're not going to trade the players that they want for him. It's I, just not going to happen. I get it. I get it. That's that's what I wanted to see, though. Um, Minshew's an interesting guy to go after. I I still think. The um, Jaguars would yeah. give him up. You know, well, you know what? We can't. I just realized we don't have any first round draft picks to even trade away. Oh, that's right. We're we're shit in the water. I don't know what we're doing right now. I just <laughs> thought of that. He has screwed this whole team up. I think they both have. I think it's on pace. I'm I'm sick of Nagy. I'm so, I I know people don't think it's him, but I do. I think he treats this business like life. We're got to have that second chance, man. And I get it. But, man, damn. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, 
now that we're both clinically depressed. Well, it's not. We de- it's not depressed. It's real talk. I'm not going to sit here on this microphone and blow hot smoke and air on how good we are and how great we're doing, how we have a chance to make. Every real fan knows the train wreck's coming. And I understand the people that want to be ignorant and they want to be in like in happy mode and la-la land. I get it. Sometimes it's easier to do that. Sometimes it's like, just give me this moment for what it is. But I'm tired of looking at celebrating week one victories, week two victories. I want a playoff win. I want to make Soldier Field relevant. I want people to talk about Chicago like, damn, the Bears are in town. Not, huh, well, we got the Bears. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. There was, there was a time, Tyler, no, when people talked about the Bears coming to their stadium or going to our stadium, literally people shook. And it, it, it was a great time. It, it was great to have that intimidation factor, and uh, it would be so fun to see that again. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about about the actual game itself? No, I, I think we pretty much covered it. What else do you want to hit on? Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the upcoming Atlanta game, or do you think we've covered that? I don't think we covered that. We can go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, I I think we head down to Atlanta. I think that it's um, Atlanta has just given up a ton of points to opposing quarterbacks. So once again, we're going to be in a scenario where Trubisky could throw for a whole lot of yards. He could throw for three, four, even five touchdowns. Um, Our only hope is that the defense – uh, keeps Matt Ryan in check. Um, Julio's hurt. He's a little questionable. Um, they still have a lot of weapons in terms of uh, uh, Ridley, in terms of uh, Hayden Hurst. Um, it, it's, it's a decent offense. It's a fair uh, defense. Um, what scares me is we could go in there and we could come out 3-0. and And... Uh, yeah, when you start 3-0, I mean, most times I would be on cloud nine. Yeah, but there has to be a point where they have to pull the chain because he's throwing interceptions now. Trubisky threw two interceptions, and they were both bad. Yeah, he'll, th- he'll throw two or three more in, in Atlanta, I guarantee you. Are you worried about Atlanta's pass rush, though? A um, little bit. Not that much, but a, a little bit. Okay. Well... I think uh, we pretty much covered it. I I don't know where else to do or say or you got anything else? No, pretty much. I think I think we made our points pretty clear and uh, we're kind of hoping for a miracle on this side. So you think we win or lose Atlanta? I think we pull out a win. I think it's going to be a uh, higher scoring game than than what many people think. Um. And I think we come out 3-0. and I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. If our defense is there, it's not. The only way it's not going to be high scoring is if our offense keeps going on these f- stupid three and outs. And then our defense is just gassed. It could happen. I'm hoping it doesn't. We've been pretty good at hitting really low scoring games. So I think it's close. 
And I think we get edged out by maybe even a field goal. I think Atlanta beats us by three. I'll just go with that. All right. All right. So uh, we, uh, we'll we try to do another episode maybe on Saturday or something. Um, get a hold of me. DM me at 34 to glory and we can set something up if you want to talk or call in. Uh, it's getting, it's, it's hard because we both have to wake up super early and we're on the East coast and it sucks for our West coast coast listeners. And we understand that. So we're going to try to do something on Saturday, maybe talk more bears, more about the season, more about what else is happening. So, uh, we'll probably see you again on Saturday if what, well, and then that's if we can set something up. If no one gets back to us, this will be our last episode till next Monday following the Atlanta game. So that's all for this week. Remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.